love it. BG Empire episode 141. Somehow I thought I was going to go into a Sum 41 joke, and then <laughs> I, I, that's not what happened. Please don't. Um, your, your brain almost misfired. You'll be looking at a fat lip, buddy. Um, <laughs> I was already 20,000 years old when that song came out, so it's not my era. Um, but we came in with Burning Heart from Battle Mania. I want to try with this one. Daiginjo. Uh, don't know what that word means. I tried super hard to look it up. Couldn't figure it out. Kanji on J-Dict and look up the radicals and figure out. Like, I have no idea what this is. That's word. okay, bro. We can just stick with Battlemania. Uh, Battlemania D, we'll call sure. it. Um, and I, I could not figure it out. So if you know, bgempire.com, everybody, let me know in the comments. Uh, it's your host, Brett, and I'm joined again uh, for this Rocktober 2018 Rock Block. Uh, rock Block of music, baby. We're back. Uh, this is literally the premise of the whole thing is this stupid voice. Uh, but same guest as last time. Indeed. Let's hear it. It's uh, Battlemania Patrick. Doesn't sound like it. <laughs> Sounds like tired, Patrick. <laughs> oh boy! I mean, uh, long day at work, you know. Yeah. yeah. Battle Mania, Patrick. Everybody, you rock, know. rock, block, and roll. Hi, Patrick. I'm Tim Turry, <laughs> coming at you uh, on this the VG Empire. Giving me the full uh, the the city by the bay, the city that never sleeps. The whatever the built the city on rock and roll. Oh, yeah. the, the, oh, the radio DJ breakdown in the middle. Oh boy, I, I know. S- I have stories. I know. I have stories of, of that song that I wish to. I I hope to never share publicly. Uh, great, keep the street going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep, the, keep the dream alive, Pat. <laughs> we believe in you. Do not share. Uh, I will. Not, I promise. I will not. No. Uh, but yeah, we came in with burning heart. Uh, so th- th- that initial like opening, it's a p- potentially a slightly grating instrumentation of a little the metal uh, metal approximation uh, that the Genesis would have that occasionally in the wrong hands can get pretty grating. Mm-hmm. But I feel like. That opening hook is so good that it actually ends up working. Um, mm-hmm. But again, the premise for this uh, four-episode streak, uh, four-week streak of episodes, is FM synthesis on the Sega Genesis and uh, Mega Drive done very, very well. And trying to do a deeper dive into things that I never would have found had I not just gone down the rabbit hole. Um, and the song that comes in, I don't know what you guys and maybe you'll have a better kind of '80s metal reference, but I, I kept thinking like Kiss or some '80s uh, pop rock thing, and I couldn't. That's it's accurate. not a, it's not a genre I know super well, so I don't know what you guys got out of that. That was more poppy. That that riff, the whole da 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 da. Yeah, I felt more like yeah. Van Halen B side kind okay. of thing out of it, mixed yeah. with like a little bit of like a intro to a game show for some reason but mm-hmm. the thing i like about it is that it goes to like a totally different place where like yeah, very if it had just leaned on that riff we would have been dealing with like kind of like a like a smog dog situation kind of like that piece <laughs> yeah. uh just a little too repetitive with Let's the metal piece of it but then it, it starts soaring yeah your yeah. smog dog bingo card you can fill it out for this episode and the last one yeah and everyone i'm on from here on in sorry <laughs> i have Thank to say you. that the intro that this song plays in has like so much tood to it yeah, um, so this this game, uh, Battle Mania, um, which we're gonna, we're starting with the sequel, which is Daiginjo, uh, and then the latter half of the show, we'll get into the first game, which was released in the U.S. as Troubleshooter. I love uh, that name. Yeah, uh, that's really good, uh, and I'm surprised that didn't persist in some way to call it Troubleshooter. Oh, damn, I mean, it's, it's I don't think it's a it's clever, but it's not uh, sexy. It's not like a. Sure. It sounds like what is this? Software like we will get a price list. Exactly. What is this? I don't know. But I want to integrate uh, instead of troubleshoot that. I'm going to battle mania that. Okay. Uh, That's my joke. Well, the the uh, the characters themselves (laughs) do call themselves troubleshooters. Oh, okay. Um, There's there's opening English text in the in the sequel where boy is there and it goes like troubleshooters, lonesome hunters at heart, or so called liberty chaser. We never sleep. Call us anytime. Yes, we are open 24 hours. Yeah, so, so this game, uh, last episode was 
two D shooters, shoot 'em ups, uh, shmups, which I never really like that word. They were shooters till first person shooters came around, and yeah, there we go. Um, but you say shmups, and it's the shortcut. Uh, that was human craft instead of spaceships or other d- vehicles. You were piloting, a, you were controlling a person. This this is obviously a franchise. It's Battle Mania one and two, but this is also you're playing these anime girls who are also. Yeah, they're like a mercenaries for hire kind yeah. of thing, and they they they're two D left and right. But you actually are them holding the, this giant gun, and they kind of hover and fly around the screens. I, I think it's like Forgotten Worlds, or yeah, it's like um, uh, back, they're back to back at all times. So one of them focuses on shooting behind you, and the the other shoots up front, yeah. or, or can turn. Yeah, and the other yeah. one is like if you're playing alone, is AI controlled and just can't be hurt. Mm. And I think there's some yeah. interaction with with that. That's um, right. Yeah. But uh, like tails. Like tails, <laughs> um, but uh, this, it, it, like you said, that opening, which will, uh, I think that song might be in here a little later. But the opening, oh, okay. yeah. uh, the opening is definitely, it's so full of attitude and and character at a time when like the just getting the fact that Sonic tapped his foot was like the attitude. Yep. How this this guy he did more than blink. Yeah, wow. and like I mean, even Mario was like, I don't do anything, and mm. and then. It's more motive as the technology allows, but just Sonic doing that, like put him on the map. That that gesture, the game was already turning heads, yeah. but the fact that he did that, like you created an entire thing out of he's impatient. Right. Um, this opening is just total. I, I keep thinking of all the all the random anime I watched at the time, whether it was Dirty Pair or whatever it was, like mercenaries, gun girls running out, and solving crime or just fighting for whoever and yeah. the opening is like there's like shell casings flying everywhere uh s- s- very seizure inducing like yes. red blue flashes yeah it, um, and it, it just feels like you're watching a commercial for them yeah and then you play them in the game it's it's very it's cool it's done very well the, the title screen alone was really badass so it like it's it shows the the title of the game and yeah. then uh bullet holes like streaked across the wall yeah uh, or floor or whatever, and then you see the shoes of, of them like Kinda step just on, <laughs> and then yeah. and then the shell casings falling the down on top really of the t- clever, title. Yeah. title it's screen. so good, and that's really the song cool. that brings us in. It's yes. the title screen. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Like that song goes so many places across yeah. that long, and it's the title screen. Um, but uh, the sequel, unfortunately, never came out in the U.S. But I wanted to lead with this song because, uh, to use a more modern term, this song, this music, it slaps. Oh, uh, <laughs> is it a real banger? It's a real banger. That's more of a 2010 phrase, I think. I'm sorry, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm trying to work it out of my vocabulary. Uh, it slaps. Um, and uh, <laughs> composers for this, uh, Shigenori Masuko, uh, worked on a lot of, again, like last episode, obscure to us games. Uh, and apparently they worked on some of the DBZ Tenkaichi games on PS2 and runs a company called SoundTech. Again, this is all f- thanks to Video Game Music Preservation Foundation. Uh, great mm. site. T- a, a huge wealth of knowledge there, obviously. But again, we never got the sequel. And I only found this through the act of I'm purposefully going to start clicking on music that I don't even know what this is. And the the box art for this is great like anime woman with like her knees up on one robot skull and the other one's down there with the gun looking cool and there's just this giant robot demon head you're like man what whatever you're selling i i'm in i don't even care <laughs> and then the the music just starts so hard so fast like okay i i i love this and now i got to do a whole month of shows this was the first game that i found where i'm like hold up I got to make the time. And then <laughs> Elemental Master was the one where I'm like, this is the greatest day of my life. This was the game that kind of sent me down the path of what else am I missing by just not, like, I don't reckon it's a Japanese game. I don't get it out of mm-hmm. here. I, I'll never 
it'll never come up again. It's like passing over a racing game from that era. Yeah. Which is just like, actually, I may not care about racing, but like yeah. this this music. Yeah. yeah. So here's my weird connection. Um, so you you sent me like a link to this, or yeah. maybe you tweeted about it, and Probably. I checked it out, and I'm, I'm like, oh, this is pretty badass Genesis music. And then I'm like, okay. I, I look at a screenshot, I'm like, holy crap, this looks familiar. And then I realize, oh, this is the sequel to the game Troubleshooter, which I had never played, but I had seen uh, a video with the ch- cheat codes related to it on a GamePro, ni- 1992 oh. GamePro VHS. Oh, wow. It's an experience we've all <laughs> that I've, shared. That I've watched <laughs> over and over with my brother growing up as a kid. Oh, yep. I had one. Yes. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I had one from Game Players magazine that was oh, a, a VHS about, like, dude, it is... Bad dudes, Amagon, and it is just unbearable to watch. Oh boy! Uh, because like Amagon, they're using the slow mo, like which slow mo back then was just rapidly pausing and unpausing. Uh-huh. So trying to watch someone play through Amagon on a VHS is just a pause and unpause sound repeatedly. Cool. So, so I got the better VHS because this had like troubleshooter uh, cheat codes. It had East Wanderers from East oh, Three wow. uh, cheats, uh, Super Star Wars, uh, Populous. Uh, Man. You name it, some random this, Adam's this, family came. So this brings you back to that. Uh, Lin- uh, yeah, Legend of the Mystical Ninja. Like, it had all these different games, and I would just watch it over and over, just ogling at these games, most of which I would never get to play until I grew up way later and had my own disposable income. But uh, Troubleshooter was one of those that, like, I would see it, and I would never tie the the name to to the game. Right. Ever. And, until, I, and now this comes along, and I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah, I have I a had, connection here. I had never heard of any of this yeah. until like two months ago. Mm. Um, but also, uh, composer list here is Yoko Suzuki, um, also known as Yoko Kawashima. Uh, similar titles as a uh, previous composer I mentioned, Shigenori Masuko, and uh, Fumito Tamayama. And again, similar background, similar titles that they all kind of crisscross on. But also, apparently, the one game I think you would recognize is maybe Decap Attack for oh, Genesis. Yeah. Big time. So. Mm. Might be the same composer for that. Yeah, we were talking about the Sonic Spinball options yeah. music before. <laughs> Decap Attacks, like, title screen music is, is bonkers. <laughs> but uh, there's some fun stuff in there. Um, we'll do these three songs from Battlemania Daiginjo. Again, no idea what that means other than big or great Ginjo. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, Not Jinjos. I was going to yeah. say, we fucked <laughs> in the Bender Kazooie. Nah, yeah. <laughs> My mind did go there. Go um, uh, We'll do uh, Twilight Express. Um this has a little bit more speed to it. And the other one was a little bit more pop-rocky, and this one has a little bit more speed. And again, is a very Slayer or KMFDM-ish riffy, riff, riffiness to it. I, I don't know if I want to put it up to that same level, okay. but it's what it comes to mind. Um, after that, Twilight Express is Blue, <laughs> blue Sky Laundry. <laughs> uh, and it has more of that pop sound again, pop-rock. Um, Can you machine-dry uh, Panorama Cotton? I think that's what happens. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, that title makes sense to me. You hang up laundry, and yeah. if you see it, you know, against a, a blue sky. Oh. Yeah. Look at this guy over here. <laughs> uh, but again, very fitting for this, like very, very personality poppy driven uh, shooter. And then <laughs> track three, creeping thing, which goes mm-hmm. back to more of the metal sound, which ride is ride the lightning, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, uh, you've you've. They know what you're doing. You know what you're doing when you name your metal song Creeping Thing. It's a creeping thing that should not be. Or Creeping Death is a Metallica song as well. (laughs) Uh, Twilight Express, Blue Sky Laundry, and Creeping Thing. (laughs) The weirdest (laughs) intro I've ever given in my life.
Beatles too. Yeah, we were talking Love about it. that first song. It's just like it, they're all like really capable, fun, like sixteen-bit metal yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah. And that first one was like, oh, this is a catchy riff." But like we were saying, like, "Oh, it's like hit like like thirty-second mark." It's like, "Oh, this song is also haunted." Uh, <laughs> suddenly, like spooky ghost sounds and like a yeah. almost theremin sound. That oh, it's totally the, the game equivalent. The, the the audio vocabulary of oh, this is haunted now. Yep, you're in a ghost town. There were a lot of moods there, and you gonna you gonna make it? A lot of big moods in moods, there. Big uh, moods. <laughs> I mean. Uh, Blue Sky Laundry was like the the nicest, yeah. like you know, softest of them. It definitely opens up. It doesn't feel quite as like I'm leaning over with a giant guitar in your face. Yeah. You remember to put the bounty sheet in yeah, beforehand, yeah. and yeah, it yeah. lightens up a little. It's still got that edge to it, but uh, you know, I live dangerously. I don't use any of that crap. Oh my god! I'm just I don't even wash the clothes. I just put them in the dryer. <laughs> got a I just want to wash here. again. Uh, they know what to do. Uh, but that last, the last track too was um, creeping thing. Yeah, it was also just like. Yeah, a lot of attitude and like another layer to it that made it a little more mysterious. But it was like a hundred percent capital, like just don't mess with me. Like I'm a tough guy kind yeah. of music. That's Bebop like, and Rocksteady. That's the yeah, that's the <laughs> kind of song like if if you wanted to show examples of heavy metal being done right on uh with F, uh, FM synthesis, this is what you would show. A hundred percent. Yeah. So unfortunately there's not much else I can talk about this game. So we're just gonna It go. never came out here. I yeah, mean, it did like, come out here <laughs> and I, I you know it's enough that the episode exists, let's say. <laughs> yeah. um, but the soundtrack is incredible. So we're going to three more songs from uh, the second Battle Mania, or is it the second Troubleshooter that never happened? Uh, oh up first is Shrine, and this is the dirtiest one. And mm. this is like Cowboys from Hell to me. Mm. Or uh, if you, I could imagine this played at a strip club, and uh, and here they come, and all my money flies out. And they play Cowboys from Hell. And they play Cowboys from <laughs> Hell. It's in Texas. It's <laughs> yeah. Diamond De- what was, it? was it Phil Anselmo that had his? No, it was Diamond Dallas. Not Dime Dale's page, Diamond Bag Daryl, but Dime Bag Daryl. Dime Bag I'm uh, just scraping the recesses of my brain oh boy. for like sophomore year of high school. Uh, Diamond Bag Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does yoga now. Uh, this is bad. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about? There is a there was a Pantera strip club, and so I feel like the connections there okay. is, uh, okay, is there. Great. Okay, great. You can bring your own cooler beer. I never went there, uh, but I. Just, I mean, I, I didn't go twice. Like, you know, the moment you said like Cowboys from Hell and started talking about strip clubs, like synapses started firing, and uh, you saw it that in have real been time. smothered of years of natty light and uh, <laughs> boating in Minnesota. You can smell that then. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that's the first song we're gonna play. Uh, Shrine. After that is Iron Casanova. <laughs> Uh, and again, just more guitar riffs, perfect fit for the game, the, the vibe they're getting across. And then after that is Private Eye, which uh, is bringing a little closer back into this positive anime music that's been present in both episodes we've done for uh, episode 140 and 141. Uh, so yeah, we'll do three more. This is Shrine, Iron Casanova, and Private Eye.
Man, I, I loved your... What did you say? Is the... It's like the rhythm guitar almost was doing its own thing, and yeah, it had something to say. Like, yeah, they, they're both like working in unison. Yeah, it was great. Uh, the first track, the uh, Diamond Bag Daryl one. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> like the, the, it's like, like two. Like the melody is so interesting. It's almost like a sort of like a bell kind of sound. I oh don't know. yeah, it's like yeah. really delicate and light and subtle. Like mixed yeah, in with like actually. how heavy like the, the yeah. main riff is. Like, I feel like the song is bullying me in some way, and then <laughs> I dug it. I dug it on. I yeah. like it. It was good. Uh, and yeah, the middle one, Iron Casanova, is just like, like riff, 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 riff. Um, you did mention, though, since the purpose of this was to not get farty with the Genesis music, uh, as it can be, or grating, uh, yeah, when the, the the lead instrument, whatever it's supposed to be approximating in that middle one, Iron Cat, which, is, God, the name is so good, Iron Casanova, <laughs> uh, that's kind of supposed to be with your focus, but if you start focusing on the guitar at that point, it's literally just smashing the same chords for, yeah. like, crunchy stuff. It's, like, a, it's a lot of the same new note over and over and over again, yeah. but... But it still sounds like yeah, it's it, only one part of the song. Yeah, um, and taken as a whole is awesome. And yeah, especially yeah. when you listen to all this back to back, you're just like in, your brain is like, I'm happy right now. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, moving into regular Battle Mania, uh, this was released as I mentioned in the U.S. as Troubleshooter. And what's what's interesting is that at the time, at the time, it actually got pretty good reviews uh, amongst game magazines back in the day. It's and ninety one, ninety two. Uh, I forget the actual year, mm. but that sounds about right. Mm. Um, probably. I don't know why I didn't write it down in my notes. That's actually weird. <laughs> uh, well, I you know I definitely don't like years or dates. That's definitely not my brand. That's not, that's not you. <laughs> um, but uh, despite seemingly people being onto it in some capacity, because yeah, the reviews were good and other people who remember it are like, oh yeah, the game was great. It must have not sold particularly well, and that's why we didn't get the sequel mm-hmm. um, or whatever reasons there were at the time, uh, which is unfortunate because. The Daginjo stuff sounds so good. Composer for this is uh, Hiroto Kano, um, who, again, according to uh, VGMPF, uh, was allegedly the boss of Tamiyama, who worked on the sequel. Final but, boss? Yeah, the final boss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. to, to usurp Tamiyama, you must defeat. Uh, smaller body of work, but similar to all those people I mentioned in the prior segment. So uh, this group seemed to kind of move around together or maybe started at one place together and stuck around. Uh, it's really interesting um, across all these games that I read, I've never heard of any of these games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I mentioned, the prior games, so some of the features I think we mentioned uh, weren't present, but at the end of the day, I think these games are pretty similar. Um, it's a shooter, and usually when a sequel to a shoot 'em up would come out, it wasn't like some drastic reimagining. It's like, hey, we gave your ship one new ability. There's new levels. And the new levels, and there's probably some new screen clearing bomb effect and you're like nice and that that's all i wanted i rent it twice new, and new big bosses and yeah, yeah like every time it's new r type or gradius it's like yeah i want my options i want force field i want the reflecting laser and if that stuff's not in here oh my god <laughs> um and then there's like one new thing mm-hmm. and and you're happy with that mm-hmm. um but we'll go into three tracks from uh battle mania this is uh it's labeled as the stage one two and five intros uh and i think it's the same two characters the same two Lead stars. I think um, so. Madison is one of them. I forget. And they have different names in yeah Japanese and English course, ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the intros to these stages, and I get a very Sonic Two vibe from oh. them. Uh, so let me know what you think about that. Hello. After that is the options menu, which is uh, uh, very Ristar. Uh, okay. <laughs> and it's like to me, I wrote if you isolated the final moments of an amazing pop song, like when. A pop song formula is like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, some kind of interlude or bridge, and then you just do the chorus two more times, and then you're out, right? Uh, and sometimes that interlude or bridge is just the chorus sung in a higher pitch, like 
so many Britney Spears songs do that from mm-hmm. like the early two thousands. Um, but like that last bit of a pop song that's following that formula when they they go all in and it's like backing vocals plus the plus the chorus is happening plus any flourishes they wanted to add. We know what you want. Yeah, it's like it reminded me of that moment. Um, that's the options menu, and then after that is stages three and six, uh, which is unlike the rest of this stuff. It starts with this atmospheric, I would dare say, vaguely John Carpenterish synthesizer opening vibe. You got very You're serious. Saying all of the things I like. I know <laughs> this is, uh, descriptions, uh, and then it blows up into these like heavy drums, like Predator soundtrack style thing. Um, which, again, if you're being pursued or constantly shooting things, seems a- appropriate. Yeah. App- appropriate. App- applicable. I'd say it's appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get into these s songs, and we'll hear. Uh, <laughs> Stage. Let's listen to these hot ongs. <laughs> stage one, two, and five intros, uh, options menu, and then stages three and six.
unlike the other songs, it's deadly serious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I just love the the synthesizer into boisterous drums. Those are some. Those are three very diverse T Rex. Uh, yeah, they were very different from each other. Mm. Didn't think of that when I was stacking it. Mm. Um, but yeah, you said the first song was making fun of you. The it was uh, <laughs> like <laughs> just the, the like sort of dissonant like. Pat was like making like a, oh, like a, a semi choo-choo. like choo 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 yeah it's chicken like, dance yeah. and it's like this almost like de-evolution of like this is kind of a catchy cute melody and it's yeah. just like whoa this is really cheeky uh, yeah. it's like oh were you liking this well, what if I just did this and yes. uh, Batman Batman and Batman. then it, l- it lulls you into like this full sense of security where it just kind of has this weird kitty song kind of yeah, like yeah. and it is thing. based on the it's an intro to the stage my, I I didn't watch like a YouTube video of it but my inter- oh, I know I should have. Um, but it makes me think of like some kind of vignette or opening thing because again, how character driven the game is right. and how much you're supposed to go like, oh, these two characters, I want to play as them. I'm guessing there's some kind of comedic element to it, there's so it makes yeah. why it's a little silly. And then, yeah, that that options menu, that very pop star, uh, yeah, just like holding the note as if you're you're about to close out this song. Uh, I just thought it was so. Appropriate. 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 <laughs> and then it <laughs> introduced a sound that I swear would be like the same sound that Sonic oh, makes yeah. when he like pongs off some of like the sort of pinball yeah, elements sp- that you'd see in like Spring Yard Zone or yeah. something. Mm. A very like just, I don't know, only the Genesis made that noise. Yeah, like I, to me, I was like, oh, it's a xylophone. And you're like, or yes. <laughs> it's Sonic hitting the bumpers. <laughs> Correct. And yeah, we'll go into uh, two more tracks from uh, the original Trou- <laughs> Troubleshooter. Um, stage four. Boy, this is the worst note I've ever written in five years of doing this. Let's hear it. Uh, no, eight, seven. Almost seven years of doing this. Uh, I definitely get some kind of vibe from this. Can't place it. <laughs> what was I... <laughs> it's also, like, probably uh, the last thing you wrote there. I'll, I'll, I'll come back to this later. <laughs> yeah, like, what? Clearly. Well, the fact that I, I'm not good at leaving something and coming back to it, I usually like to leave it like, okay, that's, that's, that's what I can do with it. Mm. Uh, apparently, I thought that was fine. Uh, and then the next one, uh, stage five. Uh, good job of escalation, lots of percussion, and hectic energy. Okay, that's, that's a note. That's at least you can get something from that. I don't know. <laughs> I can't place it. Okay. Hey, cool. I'm gonna, uh, but I'm gonna be on the lookout for like some some kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah, just whatever you guys get. Um, it's gonna be there too. Uh, so this is stage four and five from Battlemania, aka Trouble Shooter.
Hectic energy was correct. Boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> lots of layers. Lots, lots going, going on, on there. there. The, it was, it was the solo at the end yes. of that first one. Man. So, yeah. I Very said, showy. I got some like, kind of vibe. I don't know what it was. But, like, doesn't it? It just feels like there's some obvious band that... I can only imagine, like, some, like, teenage savant walking into, like, a... Mars music and just like shredding <laughs> on some keyboard and being like, oh, it's a uh, you know two thirty p.m. on a Tuesday, but this kid can really wail. Yeah. Uh, Do you want a job? Uh, yeah, yeah. That solo also came totally came out of left field, but it was it, it was yeah. Awesome. Both of those actually very were very impressive. they're longer than all the other tracks because yeah. they're constructed like a, a full song where it's yeah. like okay, you think they're done? No, I got a full I got a full yeah. solo, minute long. Right Here. when you think it's about the loop, uh, yeah, you think a loop's coming yeah. and then I, I I would say the the solo at the end of the first one was bit more showy like look what i can do yeah whereas yeah. the second one was a little more tasteful like oh, oh yeah there was like jazz improv you know like, yeah not, I, not that that was jazz improv but you know you know what i mean it's like a little more graceful to back you up right like that first track definitely did have a vibe I, it does yeah uh in fact it's the vibe of stage four that's true um <laughs> that's such an interesting thing because we, we've talked occasionally over the last oh my god it's been seven years uh as of actually october it'll be seven years oh that i've been doing this show um, but the idea that some songs have some kind of improvisational, <laughs> hey, hey, diamond, whatever. Uh, no, just, it's fine. Yeah, I can't, I can't even do it now. Uh, <laughs> some kind of, um, what was I even talking about? <laughs> You're saying like it's been seven years. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Improvisational. Oh, yeah. um, oh, like we're doing now. That we're really, I'm really good at improvisation. Um, there isn't really improv because they have to code this music and it has to go through so many genuine approvals, right? Yeah. And then you've got to now I've got this sequence I wrote on a instrument or some kind of sheet music and I've got to put into the sequencer to go into a video game hardware thing and then now it's got to be programmed into this. So the idea that was it maybe there was some improv thing going on in the initial creation of it and then whatever was improv it's like, well, that's going in here locked in stone forever. Right. Or is it just I've got a solo in my head and here we go. Just that aspect of game music seems super interesting to me. And I think you, it's easy to take it for granted, but yeah, the fact that they're able to make it sound improvised when it yeah. has to be so like deliberate and mm-hmm. and there is such a process involved is like that's a achievement. Yeah, for sure. Um, Knowing the, the nothing one, with the process. The one that always yeah, the one that always comes to mind is, and I mentioned this before, is in Castlevania Four. Uh, there's like one of the stages where it's flooding, and there's straight up a jazz flute yes. in, improv solo. Love that yeah. and. Dude, at the time when I'm 11 years old, I'm like, what? What is this? This isn't like, where did my wicked child go? And now it's just straight up Ron Burgundy flying around the toilet. Like, and looking back on it, you know, years later, I'm like, this is, yeah, what? How freeing that must have felt for the the sound team and at the time to be like, oh yeah, we can actually do this. Mm-hmm. And that fact that there's so few games I can think of with oh the jazz flute solo. Um, but that brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, Battle Mania one and two. Um, a lot of good stuff in there. Lean's very heavy. Lean towards the more metal or fast-paced stuff, but I just thought there was such a good range of music in there. Uh, this was what led me to find everything else in the show. So this was the second mm-hmm. part of our Rocktober, this, this Sega Synthesis block. Um, this was episode 141, and you can follow along VGEmpire.com. Always appreciate the comments. I read every single one. Love seeing people talk about game music and share their thoughts about the music and the episode in general. Um, VG Empire on Twitter as well, uh, and uh, anything else? Uh, nothing's not a lot's happened since the last. Uh, no, 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 that was <laughs> awesome. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for Troublemaker specifically because I'd never heard of Troublemaker. Of it Troublemaker. Sh- shooter. 
Troubleshooter. Yeah, we take that again. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm thankful for Troubleshooter specifically uh-huh. because I had never heard about it before. Yeah. It is exactly my sort of Genesis jam, yeah. and I can remember that name. <laughs> <laughs> I keep searching Troublemaker. Nothing comes yeah, up. Right. Uh, but no, Troubleshooter's uh, that's it. It's, it's a winner. Yeah, so it looks like Troubleshooter was out in 91, and, okay. uh, and Battlemania... Daiginjo. Daiginjo was 93. And it seems... Um, Reading from Wikipedia, okay. The second one didn't make it out due to some, possibly due to some of the localization issues in that the text was so ingrained oh. into the game. Um, They'd have to like redraw graphic, a lot of graphics. Exactly. Uh, like the intro alone, you see all that floating um, oh. kanji or katakana. Or I, don't, I don't know what it is. I mean, yeah. I, I know Daiginjo, like they put the kanji up, which is like Dai, I understand. It's mm-hmm. the other stuff and what it means when it's all contextualized together. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, I might have been overthinking it, but I wouldn't even think they need to localize that because it's like, yeah, if you're in for this game, I don't think the kanji are going to turn you off. No, uh, but you know, it was a different time back then. Very uh, different. Yeah. You had to, and even the box arts changed to like look very. Uh, it was not anime girls on troubleshooter. It's very like seventy sci-fi because again, that's just the art that was around at the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's we're gonna go out with. Uh, Tell me why from Daiginjo. Please uh, tell me why. Please tell me why. Not the Backstreet Boys. The car is in the front yard. Oh, and there you go. Sleeping with my, my clothes on. My clothes on. Uh, graduated high school year that came out. <laughs> came in through the window uh, last night. But uh, it's gone. come on. We're gonna get flagged. I'm telling you, <laughs> the bots are, the bots can tell. Oh boy, um, they they really can. Though. Dead ringer for whatever band that was. This uh, is unlike the others. I, I'm, I think this was the ending, maybe, but it's very it's a much more pleasant, laid back track uh, compared to some of the other stuff we've listened to. Um, but I, I usually like ending things with a all right, let's wind down. We've had a lot of fun, but now it's time to like take it down a notch. So this is uh, tell me why Battlemania Daiginjo, and we'll see you next time.